It's quarter number two on the Keystone Kickoff Show. Brought to you by the Keystone Sports Network. Get the best Penn State sports news and analysis at KeystoneSportsNetwork.com or download the Keystone Sports app from your smartphone. Welcome back to the Keystone Kickoff Show. It's quarter number two. I'm Jim Galante. I'm along with T. Frank Carr. And T. Frank, I always say this, I enjoy our conversations when you're talking about some of the more technical aspects of the game. I feel like when I talk with you, I learn something. Hopefully our listeners are learning also. In fact, have out your notebook, take some notes here. When Professor Carr speaks, you want to be sure you listen. And by the way, next week we're going to be having a little quiz on everything he talked about this week. So you might want to take those notes and study up on everything. Right, T. Frank? Sure. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I prefer that to most people just arguing with the points I've made and saying yeah, the, the yeah, but arguments of like, well, these two players are six foot two. And the, like, I don't like if they're six. First off, if you're listed at six, two, you're probably six, one and a half. Like, let's be real. Everyone's lying about that extra half inch. So, yes, I would prefer a quiz over somebody just telling me I'm wrong for 20 minutes. You know what's funny about that, T. Frank? There's always that extra inch or so you get listed at. Um, When I was in high school, approximately a 1,000 years ago, and I wish I would have kept the program for a game where I was once listed at six foot tall in a program. Six foot tall, yes. If anyone yeah, my, has my... met me, you know I'm just a tad bit shy of six foot tall. My my high school coach, uh, when we were all being measured in, in heights and weights, and I walked into his office and I said, cleats on or off? And he said, well, do you play football in cleats? And I said, yeah. So I was 5'11". <laughs> I wasn't going to complain about it. So, yeah. Exactly. All sports lie about their height. Well, and again, one last funny note. Years ago, again, I played basketball in an under-six-foot league. And I swear to God, we had like four guys who were 5'11 and three-quarters. So yeah. when they got measured, it was take the shoes off and just slouch, and, a, and slouch, and, and slouch a little bit. Yeah, it was the only time I played on a team where we had all the big guys. Yep, that huge 5'11 and three-quarters. Anyway... First segment, I tell you, Frank, we talked about wide receivers. We talked about the position. We talked about how it might be evolving at Penn State and perhaps throughout the country. This segment, I want to talk about the tight ends a bit. And as we all know, Penn State has three, I'll say, very good tight ends. And Mm -hmm. what I want to talk to you about is what the skill sets are of each one of those guys. And what is the skill set, first of all, that the coaches are looking for. And you typically, in my head, when you talk about tight ends, you usually, especially when they come in as recruits, you either see them, this is the guy who's 6'4", 260 or so, and you think, well, he may grow into a tackle. Then you get the guy, he's he's 6'4", 205, coming in as a tight end, and you think, this is a glorified wide receiver, right? Yeah, Um. So it's the the fun part is that it's not one position. It's several positions depending on your offense and uh, it's several different body types that all can work at the tight end position. And uh, Penn State, I think over the last couple of years, they've had 
probably probably since they've gone to more two tight end uh, sets, they've had a more diverse skill set at their tight end position, and I think it's pretty. It's it's a good example of what they have right now between the three guys they have at tight end, uh, which is a really interesting mix. Well, let's let's talk about those multiple positions. One a position that we we hear a lot about is the H back, yeah. and I remember watching some video on Mike Yursich's Oklahoma State teams. And I think they had some cute name for it. What did they call it? The cowboy, cowboy. or something? Cowboy back. The yeah. cowboy. Which, in essence, is just, in my mind, it's moving the tight end into the backfield and making him a fullback, right? Yeah. So this is the this is the fun part that I, I love about football is, like, people bemoan the death of the fullback. Fullback is not dead. And the fullback wasn't really a fullback when you were watching it. That was an offensive guard somebody lined up in the backfield because they're sadistic. Um, the, the, in, in modern football, talking about receivers, you can't do just one thing. You can't be just a lead fullback. You have to be able to do multiple things because think about it. You're giving the defense an obvious sign of what you're about to do by bringing certain positions onto the football field. If you're bringing a six offensive lineman set on the field, you're saying three quarters of the time we're going to run it, and then to catch you off guard, we're going to throw a play-action pass, maybe. Um, so when you have the H-back, it is just a fullback that you use in a variety of different ways. Some offenses call this the F as well, um, the F uh, receiver. It's just a bunch of different ways of, of, of classifying a guy that's kind of a tight end that lines up in the backfield that runs crack blocks and runs lead blocks and also goes out for passes. So in Penn State's offense, the H-back is Brenton Strange. But here's like the interesting thing is Brenton Strange is, is the, at least last year, was the number one tight end. So when there's a one tight end set, typically he's going to be on the field. And then if you go to a two tight end set, he flips to the H-back. And you have Theo Johnson, six foot six, two hundred and sixty pounds, as your pure Y inline tight end. They all have different letters to signify their positions. If you follow football, you know that. But like that's the difference between the two body types of Strange is six three and a half, six four, two hundred and forty eight, two hundred and fifty pounds, can turn and run a little bit, little more of a athlete in in the in the complete sense of agility and all those things to be able to bend into the hole and lead block if he needs to on counters or he can you know um what's called a split block in inside zone where he has to come across the formation and block out a defensive end these are sort of the the roles of that player but if if he's also the only tight end on the field and they're going to a three receiver set then he can be either in that situation he can be the the Y or the H, depending on where he lines up. So it's just a, a, a tactical advantage of having a couple different body types at that position to use them in different ways. Now, the interesting thing is he's the best run blocker on the team, and you would think the Y tight end, the guy who is lined up on the on the next to the cheek of the tackle, would be your best run blocker. Theo Johnson, a former receiver, still working in that skill as a football player. So just an interesting wrinkle in that situation that the smaller guy is actually the much better run blocker. Well, I was going to ask you that. You know, when describing the body types, you would think if I'm putting a guy in the backfield, sort of kind of playing fullback, I want the biggest guy. But you gave a good description of Brenton Strange capabilities to show that those you might want a little more athleticism 
from that guy who's going to serve as the blocking back. Yeah. Where does Tyler Warren fit into all this? Very well. <laughs> so for, first off, I want to just say something uh, to what you just said. Football is changing and we have to be okay with that. So this idea that we have to have the biggest players on the football field, if you if it's functional, sure. But we we have to get away from this idea of bigger is always better. Better is always better. So I don't like it doesn't matter if you're 275 pounds at defensive end. If you don't have the bend and flexibility to to set the edge and rush the passer, you are not as effective as a guy that's 255 that is a reasonably good run defender and a danger to the, the offense as a pass rusher. If you're a tight end and you're 275 pounds and you can't catch, you're not useful. So this this notion, talk about with receivers, talk about with, with linebackers, if you're not functional, you're not useful. So this, this obsession with size that we have that is from a time when football was a more condensed game, when everyone was running the ball 25 to 35 times a game, you can, you can miss those days, you can yearn for those days, but you can't replicate those days. It, it, the genie's out of the bottle. And I understand in college some, play, some teams can play that way, but most of them don't. Um, so now back to Tyler Warren. Tyler Warren is that guy. <laughs> he's the guy who's six foot six. He's two hundred and fifty pounds. He's a functional athlete. He is both positions. I think he can play both the the H back and the inline tight end. And and his snaps last year uh, really showed that. So his you know former. Did you know Jim? He's a former quarterback. Um, but that sort of athleticism, movement skill in space at six foot six. The only thing that he doesn't have to me is that his arm like his reach as a run blocker is not the same as Theo Johnson or even really Brenton Strange but he's so strong and he got stronger this offseason apparently where he was setting records in the weight room excuse me um with uh, for the tight end position uh so he can play that h-back role uh I mean he's the wildcat quarterback he can play h-back and I think he's a good enough blocker we're gonna see him develop there where he's a good enough receiver to be that primary inline Y tight end and also a dangerous run blocker. So he's a he's a perfect complement to the other two, but he's so good at this point, like I'm projecting a big step forward for him that he can threaten either guy at that position. But when it comes to the receiving ability, Brenton Strange didn't bring it last year. He's got to take a step forward or else I, I think that might be where he might lose some snaps to Tyler Warren. By the way, yes, I was aware that Tyler Warren was a quarterback in high school. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that's one of the things, by the way, and I think this ties into what you've been talking about both segments today is the Tyler Warren at his size just to have the both the athleticism to play quarterback and the instincts or the intellectual ability to play quarterback at the high school level tells you about a certain amount of athleticism from him. And that kind of leads in, I think you answered my question already, that I'm a big fan of Tyler Warren, and my question was, do you think we're going to see more of him? Brenton Strange is the guy that you think should be the H-back, and Theo Johnson is the more the you know receiver type or lump put on the line of scrimmage next to the tackle. Isn't Tyler Warren, to use your vernacular from the wide receiver, isn't he the just right guy because he could move around and do both? Yeah, yeah. And I think his 
his his frame makes him more of a Y tight end, more of that inline guy. But let's also remember that about 30% of the time, Theo Johnson split out as a wide receiver. So you can have two guys on the field, and however you want the nomenclature to be, you can have one guy lined up in the slot and one guy lined up on the end of the line of scrimmage. And that's the point of having tight ends, by the way, is that they are a threat in both the run and pass game. So you can change your play, uh, or you can you can keep the defense at a disadvantage. And why this position is so important to James Franklin and Mike Yersich is they provide you this tangible flexibility from a play-calling perspective. So getting these guys to step up and play to their level, that's very important for this offense and for, you know, next year. Very good, T. Frank. And I, I think we were all a little bit disappointed in the tight ends uh, last year considering how much ability is in that tight end room. Hopefully we'll see more from them this season. That's it for quarter number two. Stick around. Quarter number three, we've got your questions. We're going to ask T. Frank. This is Jen from Collegiate Athletic Travel. We've been offering travel to the biggest Penn State games for over 50 years. This fall, we continue that tradition in partnership with Keystone Sports Network with a trip to the Penn State Auburn game. Join us for charter flight, staying at the team hotel, transportation to and from the game, and even a great tailgate party at the stadium are included. For more information, go to athletictravel.com or call 1-800-788-4414. See you there. In his book, Why Penn State, author Greg Woodman takes readers on a trip back in time to Happy Valley in the 1980s, a unique era of gridiron success and rapid expansion that gave our university its modern identity. Whether you're traveling down memory lane or discovering old states past for the first time, this compilation of rare photos, original essays, and exclusive interviews helps you explore the why behind We Are. Start your journey today. Order online at whypennstate.com. <laughs> 